it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah. It's the first fucking quarter. Total dick move by the uh, stadium announcer guy to play some Sandstorm in that video you posted. Like, what the fuck was that? Man. Did I I not mention that in the group chat? You probably did. I probably blew past it, but holy shit. I was was out just laying on the couch, just kind of suffering, and then I I, I still had the game on just because I was curious to see if South Carolina could actually score, and... When they did, I was like, oh, okay, you know, final minute of the game, whatever. And then I start, I hear it, and I'm just, oh, my goodness. Hey, guys, come on. What are we doing here? <laughs> uh, I'm sure Beamer was wondering the same thing. but Probably. We'll, we will get to that momentarily. Uh, so, uh, yeah, listeners, that you're here now. Welcome back to the South End Zone Podcast here on the Big Skin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. I'm with Eric Mulher and Timmy Popovich. As per the usual, Timmy, what's going on, man? How was your weekend? Nah, man, the weekend was good. Lots of good games. Um, did some uh, chores and other activities, and uh, yeah, it was good, man. Hmm. Well, big game for your boys this week. I'm not sure if anybody's going to have a play on it. A little Thursday night football. You, you're going to wait for it. You're going to have two TVs set up in the living room to watch them and the Steelers. Yeah, I got a a little bit of a dilemma on my hands. I'm going to be watching one game on one screen, the other on the other, man. Double Thursday night action. Steelers (laughs) and Hokies, let's go. You'll be double fisting soft pretzels all night. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, better better keep it a slow roll before you get into Saturday. You don't want to go into Saturday hungover. I'm not going to be double fisting soft pretzels. I'm probably going to be double fisting Tylenol when both offenses are on the field, but uh, you know, we'll get there. Uh, speaking of double fisting Tylenol and other forms of medication, Eric, how you feeling, man? We know you're under the weather. You sound like uh, you got something shoved up your nose. Yeah, I, I sound awful. I, I'll apologize to everyone listening in advance. I, uh, thankfully, I feel fine. I'm just under that stage of being sick where I, I still sound like shit, but I, I feel okay. Uh, I didn't do much in the way of chores or activities this weekend. Unlike Timmy, I mostly just suffered. But yeah, other than that, I'm fine. Well, I have no clinical proof to back it up, but we, the, there may be some experimental use of the TP's butthurt cream. You could maybe you know <laughs> rub some on like a little Vicks vapor rug, you know, get you right. You know, we'll give you a promo code later on. I, I think I'll just <laughs> stick with sleeping Gatorade. Thanks. <laughs> don't worry. I'll give them a promo code Vikings here in about three hours. It'll be yeah, fine. I don't want anything to do with pop of it. No, I don't <laughs> want you near my south end zone. <laughs> oh, well, boys, with that being said, man, I got to say it was an interesting weekend. A lot of uh, unexpected results, a lot of games that turned out to be snoozers and a lot of games that we thought would be close ended up like being close. I don't know. It was just, it was a really strange weekend as far as results go, but we'll get into all that. But before we do, it finally came to pass. We've got our second week in a row where we've had a coach firing. It is official. I can now bet on Arizona state games because Herm Edwards is no longer the coach at Arizona state. Now, Eric, you play to win the game. (laughs) If I'm an Arizona state fan, I am very, very worried that. Oh yeah. Surely to God, they're not going to let this dude hire another coach, right? 
yeah, Arizona State fans should be worried on multiple fronts. Uh, the first one is exactly what you're talking about. Is, is this guy, there's the current AD who you could argue has mishandled this whole uh, COVID recruiting violation saga poorly. Is, is he going to be the one hiring the next coach? Because that's an alarm bell. And then what's the NCAA going to do? They don't adjudicate these things very quickly, but that might affect who you can hire to replace them. There's going to be guys who are going to be reluctant to show up and walk into, you know, a Lane Kiffin USC situation where, yeah, I got this cool new job and a, and a really nice place to live, a good school, great facilities, good recruiting base. Oh, by the way, you know, I'm down 30 scholarships in the next two years. And, you know, and the on pro- on-field product right now is not great. Yeah, lo- losing, to Mich- losing to Eastern Michigan, that'll, that'll hurt your uh, job security. Yeah, I just hope we don't get into a scenario where, you know, Herm's already fired. And if if they fire the athletic director, I just hope it doesn't end up at the end of the day where the, the, the school gets sanctioned and, you know, the replacements have to wear the weight of those two assholes' mistakes. And that would just be a really bad situation. I, I don't think we'd really need to speculate on you know, coaches that could potentially take this job because, like you said, Eric, we don't know what the sanctions may or may not be. And also, we, we don't even know what conference they could be playing in in four years. You know, they could be in a completely different conference, which also affects, you know, who you may or may not be able to get. You know, if, if somebody were to go, if they were to go to like the Big 12, it's, you know, maybe a little bit more attractive. But, you know, we'll see. Oh, man. With that being said, as bad as I hate to do it, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the picks review here because I, I want to get the ugliness out of the way now. Who was on the tee box last week? Was it you, Eric? Yeah, I, I went first last week. Okay. So, Eric, man, you came out and you got off the snide and you made a couple of good picks this week. And I don't even hate your top three. I, I kind of liked all of them. But uh, either way, you started out with Georgia minus 24 and a half. Holy crap. I mean, that was a straight-up beatdown for minute one, and it pretty much went exactly like you thought it was going to go. The lines of scrimmage were not even close. Yeah, it was actually more one-sided than I anticipated, and I thought it was going to be bad. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to beat Georgia. I think they are the clear-cut number one team in the country, and they are way ahead of everybody else. Like, if you had to, if you had to come up with one question mark for Georgia, like what they need to improve on the most, what would it be? And I think that team won a national championship, but I'm not sure. I haven't seen enough of their punter to know. <laughs> well, like I, I'm not sure. I, you know, I'm sure you could ask Kirby Smart, and he could come up with a laundry list of things, probably centered around the defense, right? Because they they still don't have a ton of time as a unit. You know, the results are the results. In the final minute of their third game, they finally gave up a touchdown. Like. You know, a lot of times teams like that use this first month of the season and the non-conference schedule to kind of figure some stuff out as they go and buy themselves time to prime up for conference play. And they look like they are ready to jump into the SEC schedule. Double nightmare fuel. Yes, correct. Now, as far as things I could improve on for me, I I mean, Timmy, have you seen anything? Because for me, it would be the only thing is like, can they line up and just pound the rock with their running backs? Because if you take out a lot of those big Stetson Bennett runs that we've seen, uh, you know, I kind of wonder if they can really like go and just pound the rock right at people that have, you know, a lot of competency and good players in the interior defensive line. Nah, man, I'm with Eric. <laughs> the outside of maybe long snapping, um, <laughs> I don't see any holes on their team. I, I just can't find one, you know, unlike last year. You know, their defense was hurting people's feelings. Well, now their defense is still hurting people's feelings, and then their offense is really hurting people's feelings. Um, it's It could get scary. But, you know, up until this point, haven't really had a tough challenge yet, so we'll see, you know, when they start getting some tougher competition, how or if that evens out, but I don't suspect that it will. Yeah, and that, that might be their biggest weakness is they haven't really been tested. They haven't gotten to the point where the first stringers are in their end of the third quarter and they're in a dogfight. You know, so if and when that happens, it, it's going to be new to them, right? And you're looking at maybe later in the season or even postseason, and that's kind of a that's not a great time to to work through the the mental side of that and get used to it. Well, they got another layup this week with Kent State before they go on the road to Missouri, so it'll be a you know a couple of snoozer weeks here for the Bulldogs. You know where they're just drilling people by forty. 
But uh, all right, so moving forward, Eric, uh, your next pick, you picked under 47 and a half on Colorado and Minnesota. And we. <laughs> yeah, good process, bad result. Yeah. So I, I don't hate that pick either. I, you know, I don't think anybody fault you for that. Colorado. They're, they're worse than I thought. Yeah. Uh, Darrell, he's, uh, yeah, he's on a short leash for sure. That, I mean, that's one of the worst power five offenses out there. And then, see, and this one hurts my feelings even more so because you took it right out from under me. Liberty and Wake Forest over 62 and a half. That hit. Like I say, Liberty, free money. Good call. I knew that was going to hit. They can score. Wake can score. And neither one of them play any defense. So, nice call. And then, do you... <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about this one now, or do you want to wait until we go over my picks? We um, we can move on and talk about it during yours. Okay. All right. So you took Oliver over Penn State. That obviously did not happen, and we will touch on that in just a minute. So on the week, uh, two and one against the spread. You took two points there, missed your upset, and missed one of your spreads. So overall, good week. Finally getting into the, you know, multiple points in a week. So you're steadily moving up, man. Zero, one, and two. You're building some momentum. It's a marathon. <laughs> yeah, not a sprint. I came out hot and, oh, man, rough week for me this week. But uh, Timmy, I'm moving, Timmy, I'm moving over to you. You're Mr. Reliable. You can We can count on you to have at least one hit per week. So you took Texas Tech and NC State over 55. I'm going to say this again, and I know I've said it before. I hate NC State's offense. I hate it. Yeah, well, I hate it too. I don't know what they're doing. (laughs) They they suck. and It's not that they suck. They have talent. It's just a terrible scheme. No, I'm going to tell you this. I I want my fucking money back, all right? Uh I was sold some goods on Devin Leary in this high-flying offense coming in this year that they were going to be something special. Well, you know what? They just look like the biggest mediocre piece of shit in the ACC that I've ever seen. They were completely flat. Devin Leary looked like shit. They're supposed to be able to run the ball really well. They didn't do nothing in any of that. You know, they relied on Texas Tech's fumbles and interceptions to be able to win that game. It was not a very impressive performance. And I'm I'm down on NC State, man. They're mm. they're, they're, they're they're chalked. <laughs> Well, we'll uh we'll we'll check their stock price in the second half of the show when we do a little buy, sell, or hold. Yeah, you better dump that shit. So next pick, uh, you called this as easy money and nice call, man. Old Miss minus sixteen and a half. Book it. They beat the dog shit out of Georgia Tech. Jeff Collins is probably on his way out. I mean that mm, Georgia Tech. They're probably about to be toting another one this week. But uh, Old Miss. Could it be that Lane Kiffin has a defense? You must think I'm dumb. I'm not going to go there just yet. Putting up a goose egg on Georgia Tech, not an accomplishment. All right, just checking. That that team is a flaming dumpster inside of a tire fire. So (laughs) let's pump the brakes a little bit. All right, we'll pump them. Okay, so good pick there. And then, uh, man, this one, I mean, Timmy, you picked Miami, Texas A&M over 45. I feel strong about this now. Eric told you last week that this week he'd be saying, so who was right? So who was right? I'm not even mad at Texas A&M because we all knew they couldn't score. But I was fully relying on Miami to just light their ass up. And that obviously didn't happen either. So, again, I want my fucking money back. What what is this, uh, Tyler Van Dyke? You know he 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 has the talent, he has the arm, he he can make all the throws. I didn't see any of that the other night. None of it. It was not a very impressive performance for Miami. I think Eric's got some words for them. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna let him. You know, put the put the last couple of scoops of dirt on Cristobal's performance. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So Cristobal, th- that is my issue. Is Miami has no excuse to have lost that game. Like, can you guys pull up that box score? I'm looking at it. Okay, let me give me just a sec here. Just yeah. look at the box score and cover yeah, Tyler up. Tyler Van Dyke was not impressive. 21 for 41, 5.3 yards in an attempt, a 57.3 QBR. I mean, yeah. Ugh, well, I'm just look at the just look at the team stats and cover up the logos and look at disparity in first downs, total yards passing yards, rushing yards, yards per rush. Like you would not think 
just looking at it's just like the Texas A&M and App State game how we talked about you know th- that box score was just completely and utterly dominated by App State you wouldn't have looked at that and thought it was a three-point game you wouldn't look at this and think for a second that the team on the left column right which is Miami lost by eight points mm-hmm. um I just they they moved the ball they drove down and then they just kind of lost their nerve a little bit and settled for field goals and field goals and field goals and uh, Texas saying them they still they looked a little bit better on offense I thought but boy they still got some work to do well well Max, Max Johnson is not it at all that that kid that kid looks like like a 13 year old out there trying to throw the ball man he he's got some serious issues yeah, I I know Jimbo doesn't want to hand the keys to a freshman, but at this point, what is he? I mean, what do you really have to lose by putting Connor Wigman in there? <laughs> like, a five star guy, but just fucking throw him in there. He can't be much worse than a forty six point five QBR. You know, I just I don't I don't see that fifty percent completion. That's which I don't I don't even blame Max Johnson. He had good numbers at LSU. I blame Jimbo. It's Jimbo's scheme. It's fucking terrible. Texas A&M's offense sucks. I don't even want to talk about them anymore. They're terrible. They got an interesting game this week, though. And then uh, your last one, Timmy, you took uh, Louisville over FSU. Did not uh, – one of Eric's darlings, his main darling, came out on top. And I, Eric, did you did you actually watch that game? Because I don't think I've ever seen – Every second. I don't think I've ever seen one team have so many injuries in a game and still win. Well, it's not just that they had injuries. They lost their starting quarterback – and their best defensive or one of their two best defensive players, certainly their best guy up front on the defense, Jared Verse, who's been a complete monster through the first three games. And they have a backup quarterback who has not looked very good when he's gotten chances to play before. So trailing at halftime, losing those guys, that's you know, that's just like the LSU game. That that's a game that 2020 or 2021 Florida State does not win. You know they're they're certainly not back to where they want to be, but anyone who is wondering if there's signs of progress, I I think they have a couple games they can look at this year and say, okay, maybe there's something there, and they might be kind of on the upswing. Yeah, you know when Jordan Travis went down, I thought, oh man, FSU, they're chalked. Rosenbagger, warm up, you're going in. Yeah, right. And then Rodmaker comes in and immediately throws a just horrendous pick. Like within like within three plays, you're like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? Roland Groder. He threw some absolute dimes in the second half. Like he stood yeah, in he there, did. he knew he was going to get creamed. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, end zone angle, like behind the offense on that long pass across the middle to Johnny Wilson. But I mean, that was a that was 50 air yards, and he put it directly in the bread basket with the dude in his face, about to just smoke him. He looked like a legit Power Five starting quarterback in the second half. I never doubted him for a minute. Hey, way to go, runner mucker! <sighs> I mean, I, I mean, do we have an update on Jordan Travis's injury? I don't even know. I mean, he's done, right? I don't know, man. I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah, that that'll be something we'll have to watch closely as the the lines change. Yeah, it seems like week. a stretch to go from crutches on the sideline Friday to listed as the starter Monday. But yeah, yeah, I would imagine he's probably done for a couple of games at least. Yeah, but thankfully they have BC coming up. Yeah, and BC boy, they got injury problems of their own. So uh, Timmy, on the week you uh, you got one point. You went. One and two against the spread, missed your upset. So another one point week for you. Your Mister Consistency. Hey man, and, uh, there's only uh, one way to eat an elephant: one bite at a time. Just keep <laughs> chewing up points, man. Well, you got more points than I did this week, and we'll breeze through my picks here because, well, they suck. Uh, Mississippi State minus two, Leech. Of course, I bet on an LSU game, and they find a way to screw me. If I bet for them or against them, doesn't matter. I'm never betting on an LSU game again, ever. I'm done. Like, they're dead to me. That was an ugly game, too. Well, and, you know, I'm not, like, I don't feel bad about the pick because, I mean, Mississippi State was winning going into the fourth quarter. And then LSU just all of a sudden, like, turns it on, and all of a sudden they've got an offense. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Where's that been? You know, like, this is why I bet on you two weeks ago. Where was this two weeks ago? Yeah, if you exclusively ranked teams by their fourth quarter performances, LSU would be number one in the country. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I, it's frustrating. So now this game here, whew, man, my next pick, I took BYU at three and a hook to go up to Oregon and compete. 
I did not predict them to win, but I thought they could keep it within a field goal. I was decidedly incorrect. We just got our ass totally kicked. I did not see that coming. I mean, did anybody think that that was a possibility? Not that hefty of a margin. No, I was I was flip-flopping between taking BYU or Auburn for my upset pick. And, I mean, as it turns out, either one would have been equally shitty. But, yeah, I, I did not anticipate BYU going in there and just getting physically dominated. Well, it's obvious the odds makers didn't know what the heck they were talking about. I mean, good on Dan Lanning to, you know, seems like Oregon, even though we know they can't bang around with Georgia, I don't know, maybe it's like home Bo Nick strikes again. So, as long as they're playing at home, they might be pretty good. We'll see. Okay. Now, Eric, here's where I was going to bring this one to you. How much of Auburn and Penn State did you actually get to see? Because I watched most of the game. First three quarters, probably, before I got sick of it. Okay. All right. So we're on the same page. Timmy, how much time has Brian Harson got left? Uh, minutes. Minutes. Maybe seconds. Yeah, I don't know. When is their bye week? Is Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, I don't think he makes it to the bye week. I don't truly think so. don't. I think I looked a while back. It's like week eight or nine, right? Yeah, they have a bye week on October the 22nd. So they've got uh, Missouri this week and then LSU at Georgia at Ole Miss and then a bye. I don't okay. think he makes it past Georgia. I mean, I can't I can't confirm or deny that he doesn't have uh, unchecked voicemails on his phone from the athletic director right now after that fucking shit show. Well, I would agree with you, but they don't have an athletic director right now. So there's that. Well, whoever the acting guy is. <laughs> yeah, that guy. The yeah, richest booster. I, I mean, just looking at the game. I took Auburn and the points. I took them at plus three here. I thought maybe home field, they can keep a, you know, a close game. It was not a close game. It was utter destruction. And TJ Finley, I mean, is he the worst quarterback in the power five? No, let me introduce you to a Mr. Spencer Petrus. Spencer Petrus, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So he's number two, maybe. I don't know. 11 of 19 for a buck 52. Eight yards in attempt, no touchdowns and a pick. Auburn's offense is terrible. Not, even their run game wasn't good. 3.3 per carry. Penn State went down there and absolutely shellacked Auburn. We sucked. They just ran the ball at will on them. Yeah. Penn State rushed for 245 yards and five touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. This is this is why I think Brian Harson is, is cooked. As much as I wanted him to succeed this year because of how Auburn acted in the offseason. So I was kind of pulling for the guy, but you know, I even took the over just because I wanted him to, you know, them to get to seven wins. Uh, they are bad up front. We sucked, and that's that's where the game was lost. They couldn't run the ball, and they absolutely were not even in the same universe as being able to stop the run. So going into conference play, if you're bad up front, just like we talked about with the Georgia and South Carolina game, like it, it's going to get ugly. And yeah, I I don't know what Nick Saban has as far as rules for Auburn coaches to come in under his umbrella at the home for wayward coaches, but typically not doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I think he's maybe got a, a no in state rule, but yeah, there there's a clause. If I'm Harson, I'm on the phone with Arizona State right now. <laughs> I'm trying to take another job before I get fired. Pull the old Clay Helton maneuver and take your next job before you're fully fired from your first job. Yes, absolutely. I don't want a black mark on my record. I quit. Uh, no, Hel- Helton was already fired. He's been fired for like a month. Like seven minutes. Let's be realistic. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Mizzou could go down there and beat them after what I saw this weekend. And then my last pick was Michigan State over Washington. Oh, boy. Ooh. Yeah. I took Sparty to go up there, and uh, they were plus 132 on the money line. I thought, man, great value. I expected them to go up there and at least compete. Or, you know, I, I didn't have a ton of faith in them winning, but good God, man. Michigan State didn't get off the bus. No. It was not shorts weather in Seattle. Mel didn't no. care, though. It's always it. It is shorts weather wherever Mel happens to be at that given time. Yeah, uh, I thought Jalen Berger and uh, Broussard would, you know, at least be able to run the ball, have a little success. Yeah, not so much. Uh, Seventeen carries between the two of them for thirty yards. Not great, Bob. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. Seventeen carries. Did they just fall behind that early where they had to start chucking it? 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's that's what I'm gathering because Peyton Thorne threw it 42 times. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Thorne's numbers looked okay, 71% completion, but all of that was in garbage time. Like, it was all in garbage time. It was 29-8 to eight at halftime. It was never a close game. Michigan State scored 14 points late. They're not very good. You guys were pretty much spot on preseason when you booked them for the under. I took the over. Not to say they can't get there still, but they got a tough road, man. It's, they're they're not very good. The The defensive problems are not fixed, clearly. Timmy, how much faith do we have in Washington? Well, you should know that. Based off the, the last couple of performances, uh, I think they're for real, man. Uh, they could make a little bit of noise in the Pac-12. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep a, keep an eye on them. Yeah, I'm not quite ready to crown them yet. I mean, Eric, are you kind of of the same opinion? You like you like them or do you not like them? Where are you at with them? I think, I mean, I think there's a lot to draw encouragement from because um, really how good is Washington going to be? Real, I think we all agreed in the preseason hinged around what is Michael Penix Jr. going to look like. So far, it looks pretty damn good. So, you know, you have to think they're maybe on an upward trajectory and they might be one of those teams competing for a spot in the conference championship towards the end of the season. Yeah, should be interesting. Yeah, Penix, uh, another just stellar day for him. 397, four touchdowns, just went off. So, and uh, pretty uh, pretty interesting game for Washington this week, too. They play Stanford. I think they're like a 12-and-a-half-point favorite right now. So, I'll be interested to see if one of you jump on board with that and fade Stanford. So, for the week, for me, 0-4, not great, Bob. I'm going to go back to the well on some things try to stick with what works what i oh god that's hugh freeze's music damn we're talking <laughs> liberty we're talking fading gundy it's all coming out of the yep, wood it's all on the table <laughs> it's desperate times i don't want to overreact to going zero and four okay i yeah, don't want to overreact you cannot panic you cannot panic pick i'm not panicking and betting on gundy okay but i'm going to stick to some things that have worked for me in the past and try to just get back to an even keel here get it you know, stay calm. Not time to panic yet, but another bad week, and it will be time to panic. What's the what's the over under on the Army game? I think that one's in play here. I smell it. <laughs> what, Eric? Weren't you telling me that this was like the best three week start for Vegas in like the last ten years? Yeah, with I, regard I, to college football. I saw something on Twitter, and it was. I don't even remember the exact wording, but it's something along the lines of week one and week two were uh, the worst two-week open for betters, right? Meaning not the house uh, in like the last five or six seasons or something. So it, it's been rough. I think I think we're really starting to see kind of how the transfer portal and how that's changed things is really affecting kind of what people's perceptions are of teams going into the season versus what reality is once the games start. I think oh, yeah. it's a lot tougher now to kind of project well, it's like I said in the group chat today. I mean, the the difference between the number eight team and the number forty team, it's, I mean, it's a touchdown. On, it, it, yeah, it's a touchdown, and it it really just d- sort of depends on is it on the road or at home. What kind of matchups are there? I mean, you like the number eight team. It's not a guarantee they're going to beat the you know number thirtieth ranked team in the power rankings. It's it's very uh very close once you get outside that top five. So. Um, That'll be interesting to see now. All right. So Eric, before we take a break here, uh, we're going to bring it back to um, our segment right before the ad every week. And that's where we uh, give a fan base a lovely award. So as per the usual, this segment is brought to you by TP's butthurt cream. You can soothe your South end zone and uh, get over that devastating loss that you took this weekend. Real heartbreakers. So Eric, who is your TP's butthurt cream nominee of the week? As tempting as it is to select the sorority girls from Troy who went viral the last couple of days with a video clip circulating of them reacting in real time to the app state Hail Mary as time expired. Uh, I'm going to leave them alone. I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be nice. Um, Auburn. It's got to be Auburn. It has to be Auburn. I would have to second that. They are also my only considerable nominee here. I, I think there's no question. So, Timmy, you, uh, you, what, what kind of specials are you going to be offering the, the the Auburn Tiger faithful this week after that beatdown they suffered at the hands of Penn State? Well, it's funny you guys both picked them because I had already printed out the shipping labels and. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> War Eagle. The promo code of War Eagle will get you a two for one special on the butthurt cream. So, <laughs> Auburn, you guys got a truckload coming your way. So, distribute it uh, evenly amongst yourselves. Don't go crazy. Uh, it'll be in the mail tomorrow. Okay. Well, I think that covers everything for the week. So, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with you. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. And with those, you can boost your winnings 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, Why bet on football anywhere else? Throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game per day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TPPN and get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for the details. Hey guys, Jason Bailey of the South End Zone here. Lately, I've been listening to a ton of music, podcasts, audiobooks, that kind of thing. I really love to listen to music before I go work out and while I'm working out. And the reason that I love to do that is because I use Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. And with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me, I use them personally. I really like them. They're they're just they're fantastic. You get them sweaty, nasty. They're still fantastic. Now Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life, which is better than you're going to find pretty much anywhere else. And also better than you're going to find pretty much anywhere else is the price. They are half the price of the other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's got over 50,000 five star reviews. I mean, some of the features that these things have are just fantastic. The three customizable sound profiles, the earbud tap function, noise isolation, aware mode the list goes on and on and on and like i say i personally use these things when i go to work out you're not going to find a better pair of headphones so just do yourself a favor and go to buyraycon.com tppn today to get 15 percent off your raycon order that's buyraycon.com tppn to score 15 percent off buyraycon.com tppn Welcome back to the South End Zone Podcast here on the Pigskin Podcast Network. All right, boys. So what we're going to do uh, to kick off this second half of the show here, we're going to do a little college football stock market checkup, I guess you could say. Uh, I'm going to throw some teams at you guys, and you're going to tell me whether you are buying, selling, or holding the stock on this team. I'm going to assume that we, you both have some shares of each team, and you're going to buy, sell, or hold them. So... First team, I'm going to go to Timmy first on this team because he is an ACC guy. So after everything we've seen from Clemson, okay, Clemson is on the road at Wake Forest this week. What are we doing with Clemson stock? Are we buying it, selling it, or holding it? Uh, at this current price, I believe it's uh, still an inflated market, but I'm going to hold it for right now until after I see what they do against Wake. I think it'll be an interesting matchup. We we know that you know Wake can score some points. Their defense, man, not so uh, not so hefty over there. So it'll be interesting to see if Clemson can you know gets their get their shit together on offense um, and actually put up some points against uh, a weaker defense. All right, Eric, where are you at on Clemson? I'm gonna buy because oh, I am because they're playing Wake. And there's two important things to understand about that matchup. Uh, the first one is Wake does not play a shred of defense. So if you're looking for Clemson's <laughs> offense to get right, this is this is a prime. I was on I was on the Clemson Wake Forest over last year, and that hit 
remember. I don't know if you guys remember, but I took a Clemson. Oh over. yeah, I remember that was a uh, that was a beatdown. I think Clemson beat them like forty eight. I think thirteen or I something. I think they beat them by three touchdowns. But yeah, but I hit the over. So yeah, Clemson's offense will be fine against Wake. And then the flip side of that is Clemson is the worst possible matchup for Wake Forest. And here's yeah. why. We've talked about Wake Forest offense and how it's it's really unique with kind of that slow developing mesh. And, you know, he's reading probably three different players, I think, as far as whether he's going to hand it off, keep it, run it, pass it, who he's throwing it to and all that. The problem with that is if he's going to hold the ball and pass it, he is substantially closer to the line of scrimmage than anyone else in college football when he throws, probably by two yards. And that causes problems when you're facing a defense that gets as much push and penetration up front as Clemson does, which is why last year when they played, Clemson got 10 sacks. Or I'm sorry, not 10 ta- sacks, 10 tackles for loss and seven sacks and three quarterback hurries and 10 passes defended is because they are immediately, immediately in the guy's face. Um, mm. Their wakes offense puts up a lot of points on a lot of people. It is just not suited to be real successful against Clemson. So I'm going to buy Clemson because I think yeah. the seven and a half or eight or whatever it is, is probably not enough. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm kind of with Timmy here, but I, man, based on what I've seen in the rest of the market with the ACC, I'm also going to buy, I think I'm going to buy some Clemson stock. I think it's still a little bit undervalued, even though they are ranked number five. I just don't see anybody on their schedule that's going to be able to score a lot of points on them. So I'm going to buy and, uh, you know, not look for a huge return here, but I I do think it's a good buy long term. Okay. So next team I'm going to throw at you. Uh, This team is now three and oh, big win. We just talked about them a little bit. Uh, Eric, Penn State, are you buying, selling, or holding Penn State and Sean Clifford's stock? Okay, I'm going to treat this as two different questions. Penn State stock, I'm going to hold. Uh, defensively, I think they're really good. They can run the ball. I think James Franklin's a good coach. They haven't, you know, a, a Purdue's an okay win. Going on the road to Auburn isn't. It's a pretty good win considering how they won in the in the manner in which they won. Sean Clifford stock, I'm not going to buy, and I'm not going to hold. I'm going to get rid of what I have because he. Oh. I, I don't think he's gotten better in the three years he's been started. He's still the same guy, and he still has the same limitations. Uh, he played well. Now, I will give him credit. He played well the other day, and after he took that shot in the first quarter, you know, a lot of guys might not have bounced back from that. He he played well. I think the Aller kid ends up starting games before the year is over. Mm, could happen. What about you, Timmy? Well, you should know that. Uh, I'm buying it, man. I'm buying a lot of it. Shocking. Hey, man. <laughs> I think the biggest thing between last year's team and this year's team is the increase in productivity in the run game, which, you know, we all kind of thought that they were going to address that in the off season and they really have. So they don't need Sean Clifford to go out there and throw it around 40 or 50 times and be a gunslinger. He can do what he needs to do, make plays with his legs, make the, you know, the high percentage throws and he can do all of that. I thought maybe he was going to have a little bit more of a breakout year this year. Doesn't look like that's the case, but that's okay. I still think that they can test some of the teams in the Big Ten the way that they are, playing good defense and running the ball really well. Yeah, I think their best bet is to treat him like Stetson Bennett last year, where, hey, if this dude throws for 350 in a game, we're in trouble because that's the only scenario where I want him passing that much as if we're trying to catch up. Like ideally, I want him throwing like 14 times for you know 130 yards and a touchdown, and that's it. I, otherwise, I want to be pounding it and playing good defense. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to throw two more at you guys because I, I'm currently holding my Penn State stock. I, I'm not willing to buy or sell yet. I think there's just I haven't seen enough from them because I just don't think Auburn is very good. So I want to see what they do against a really good team like you know an Ohio State or a Michigan or somebody like that before I would be willing to buy. Penn State stock. So, Timmy, Oklahoma. Oklahoma went up and just drilled Nebraska. Are you buying, selling, or holding Oklahoma stock? Um, I'm definitely not buying. Uh, I, I guess I would be more inclined to hold than I would be to sell because what they did to Nebraska was not impressive to me whatsoever. I mean, you've, you've got a straight-up bad football team who just fired their coach not a good situation in Nebraska. We've 
talked about that to death. It, it just, you know, they should have beat that team by 40. So I, I don't know that there's anything on paper right now that makes me want to buy, but there hasn't been enough to make me want to sell either. Same, same answer for basically the same reasons. I'm definitely not going to sell because I, I'm a Brent Venables believer, but I, you know, they haven't really been tested yet. I haven't seen them play an opponent that makes me think, oh, I need to buy. But I, I, I would be perfectly happy to hold and see yeah, and be pretty optimistic about what the future holds. Hmm. Well, I'm a little bit uh, on the opposite end of you guys. I, I'm going to buy Oklahoma stock here. I think uh, they got some good things going in the running game. And I think that's good for Dylan Gabriel because it helps to keep him healthy. And I think Venables has got them to where they can actually tackle someone. And that, I mean, an Oklahoma team that can actually tackle to me is dangerous because we know they can score. They always put up points. So I don't know, man. I mean, the Big 12 looks a little shaky outside of Oklahoma State, who has not been tested yet. Baylor looks a little shaky here and there. Texas, we know. I mean, Quinn Ewers being out. I, I don't know. I think it's a good situation for Oklahoma. So I'm going to buy their stock. I don't know that they just go undefeated or whatever. I still you know, expect them to probably drop a game. I don't know. I, I think they're the clear-cut best team in the conference as it stands today. So I'm going to buy their stock. If we treated hold like a push and buy or sell like over-unders like we do with preseason previews, I would be a hold. But if I had to choose one or the other, I would, I would buy. Yeah. If that makes sense. Okay. All right. So the last one I'm going to throw to Timmy. Oh, man. I, I'm still just blown away by this. But uh, Notre Dame, Timmy, they're one and two. Are you buying, selling, or holding Notre Dame? I've never sold anything faster in my life. They're in deep shit. You know, what we thought was going to be an extremely vaunted defense looks like it might have some holes in it that we didn't think were there. And, you know, their offense wasn't going to be anything spectacular with Buckner back there, but with Drew Pine getting his ass reamed by the offensive coordinator on national TV <laughs> all the time, every week, not, not a good look for that kid. You know, they're, they're in trouble, man. Yeah. What about you, Eric? Where are you at on Notre Dame? Buy, sell or hold? I, this is a sentence I would never have guessed. I'd say, but I would, uh, I would sell my Notre Dame stock and I would use that money to buy stock in Vanderbilt or Duke. Oh my God. Good, good call. And I think Syracuse just split too, so we can get get in on that action. I I really thought Notre Dame would be like a really solid. I thought they would coming into the year. I had I was over on them. I thought they were like a ten and two type team because I thought they're going to play great defense and have an okay offense. And as it turns out, they're more looking more like you know an okay defense and a bad offense. And that's just I think they're staring at something like six and six being a reasonable goal. If you would have told me that at this point in the year that uh, Arizona, Kansas, Duke, Vanderbilt would be like a combined 11 and two. I would have told you you're full of shit and I would have bet my life savings against that. But here we are. Crazy season. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with Timmy. I'm selling my Notre Dame stock. I don't think they're very good. I think they're in deep shit as well. So, and good for Tommy Reese for ripping his quarterback on national TV. Love to see that. So with all the stock market shit being said, boys, Let's get into the picks for this week. So, man, I'm on the tee box first, aren't I? Yep. I I have seeded. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to go back to the old well, and you guys called it right out of the gate. Give me liberty or give me death, as per the usual. They are... They are not starting Malik Willis this week, in case you don't remember that he got drafted. That's not going to matter because they play Akron this week, and Akron is potentially one of the worst teams in football, and they are at minus 28 at the moment, and I think they win this game by 40. So give me Liberty minus 28, lock it up, and you can check that one off. Now I'm going to go ahead and put a green check next to that in the group chat (laughs) so give me liberty give me liberty minus 28 all right so moving over to timmy what do you got for round one all right my first pick is going to be something you alluded to a little bit earlier man 
I am taking the Oregon State Beavers plus six and a half against USC. USC's rolling into Corvallis. They're going to get a little bit of trouble up there, man. Uh, I think Oregon State is going to put up some points on their mediocre defense. I think USC will, will score some too, but I think that this one is going to be a lot closer than people think, and the Beavs cover six and a half, man. USA is just a wild card, man. Their, their offense is really dynamic. I don't know that Oregon State has the dudes to cover a guy like Jordan Addison, but I completely agree with you on defense. If I'm Oregon State, Eric, if I'm them, I'm running a game plan where I'm just running the clock. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not snapping the ball with more than one second on the clock. <laughs> so, I, I think, I think time of possession is more important for Oregon State in this game than it is most other games for most other teams. Now, Oregon State usually has, they're usually pretty good in the secondary. Like they send a guy to the NFL almost every year. Like, but yeah. again, like you, like you said, USC is really good offensively. I'll be interested to see, man. I, I think that's a good pick for Timmy. But uh, Eric, what do you got for round one? Uh, for round one, I was I was actually looking at this one for my upset pick, but it's it's plus one oh nine, so the value for me really isn't there. I think there's more value in the the two and a half points I'm getting with uh, Arkansas against Texas A&M. Yeah, I almost took that one off the board first, but I figured I'd lay it to one of you two <laughs> to get some points. Man, I went back and forth with. I was talking to uh, I think I was talking to my brother actually today. We were talking about that game, and I said, I don't know, man. Something about it, just my gut tells me that Arkansas is going to win this game. It's in Jerry World. They beat them there last year. Texas A&M can't score. I just, man, I don't know. I've watched I've watched Texas A&M the last two weeks, and I'm. I, this is one of those I'm not sure the correct team is favored, but if you're going to give me the two and a half, I'll, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take my chances. Yeah, it's in Jerry World. I mean, Arkansas travels really well to Dallas, so that uh, that should be interesting. But uh, all right, well, for round two for me, uh, I'm going to go up to the Big Ten, and I'm going to take Michigan here at minus 17. They have absolutely destroyed Maryland the last five seasons under Harbaugh. I mean, he has – I mean, the average margin of victory is like 30 points, and – I think Michigan is for real. That's one that I didn't really bring up because they haven't been tested as far as their stock watch goes. But I think they're actually for real. And it's at home. Maryland, I mean, I don't think they really play much defense. So I think Michigan runs it right down their throat, controls the clock, and uh, maybe can force Tungavailoa to throw a couple of picks there. So uh, give me Michigan minus 17 with my round two pick. Uh, Timmy, round two. All right, man. I'm going to do something that I don't like to do, but I'm going to do it. And uh, I got a gas can and a coffin and a hammer and a nail and a couple of uh, scoops of dirt for Notre Dame. Uh, (laughs) North Carolina plus one. Give me Mac Brown and the Tar Heels. Uh, They're going to bury Notre Dame and send them careening off of a cliff. Oh, man. So after all that shit, You've been talking about Mac Brown all offseason. Now you're going to bet on him to cover against Notre Dame and that yeah. damn guy's squad. Like I said, more of a fade Notre Dame uh, because North Carolina does not play a shred of defense, but I don't think that matters against Notre Dame's anemic offense. And North Carolina can score some points, and I think that they will. Oof. What say you, Eric? You got a take on that game? Uh, that, that one, that one was on my list. I, I like that pick. <laughs> oh man. Notre Dame. I mean, can we imagine a world where Notre Dame starts one and three? I can imagine a world where Notre Dame starts one and seven. Yeah. You're about to be imagining a whole lot of shit for them this year. Have, have you looked at their schedule? Like there's no sure things in the next month and a half. Yikes. Not good. Not great, Bob. All right, Eric, what do you got for round two? Um, okay. So you went with an old trusty, uh, I'm going to do the same. Give me coastal minus two and a half. (laughs) I saw that. I knew that that was coming. Yeah. It's, it's on the road. Gave me a little bit of pause. Georgia state did beat them last year, but coastal is kind of start. They look like they're rounding into form. So I'm going to, I'm going to ride them again. All right. I was really torn on my third pick. I, I really, I mean, I'm still torn as we sit here 
I debated on one of two things. Either since I faded Washington last week and they shoved it up my ass, I thought maybe I would take Washington at 12 and a half over Stanford. They're at home. I don't like Stanford. And then I thought, well, why don't I just make it simple? I'm going to take Clemson because I don't think Wake can keep it within 10 points of Clemson. Any rebuttals to that? Nope. Not a one. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that doesn't make me feel all that easy. All right, Timmy, round three. Um, So if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I said that the Kentucky-Florida game was going to dictate how I feel about Florida for like the next couple of weeks. Uh And uh, I don't like the way that I feel about them. Hammer time. Yeah, hammer time. I'm going to take the Volunteers (laughs) minus 10. Not enough. They're at home. I think they roll big, and I think they roll easy. Give me the volunteers. Ooh, Tennessee minus 10 at home against Florida. The, the only thing that gives me pause about this game, and currently the line is 11, Timmy, by the way. Well, it moved in the last hour, but I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll take it at 11. All right. So Tennessee minus 11. The only thing that gave me pause about this game, Eric, is that Florida's beaten them 16 out of the last 17 seasons. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. those years where Florida well, was not good. They were singing okay. the same shit against Kentucky, and look how that turned out. Yeah, that, and that's true. I just don't know how much a you know Urban Meyer versus Butch whoever matchup eight years ago, what that has to do with what's going to happen Saturday. So I, I, think, I think Florida has some glaring deficiencies, and, and Tennessee so far looks like a really good team. Yeah, I agree. I would be more apt to just pick them on the money line and pick them to win, you know, even at minus 110 or whatever it is, because I just don't – I don't know. Tennessee's defense hasn't been tested yet, and I don't know what kind of game Anthony Richardson may or may not have. So, all right, Eric, round us out on uh, spreads and totals. Um. I was torn on this one. Like you, I was really, really tempted to to lay the 12 and a half with Washington, but instead uh, I'm going to lay two and a half with the Gophers and I'm going to row the boat Minnesota minus two and a half at home against Michigan State. I'm, I'm sorry, at Michigan State. Don't care. Minus two and a half. Yeah, I actually fired off a bet on that today. I was like, I'm going to bet that before it gets to a field goal. <laughs> So I I took them at two and a half. I, I don't hate that. I laid some money on that today. So hopefully that covers. And if it yeah, hits for it, you, then hey, good. Hit for me. PJ too. Flex screwed me last week. I'm going to give him a chance to, to redeem himself. He screwed you by scoring too many points. Yes. yes. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Minnesota's for real. I think they, right now, they look like the best team in the West to me. Pretty clear cut. Um, I don't think, I mean, Wisconsin, after losing to Wazoo, Nebraska, no, Illinois, no, Northwestern, no, Purdue, no, Iowa, certainly no. (sighs) All right, upset picks. I've got three teams here. (laughs) I've been rolling the dice on these all day, and I cannot believe these words are coming out of my mouth. But rather than pick Oregon State to beat USC or Arkansas to beat Texas A&M, I'm going to pick Arizona to go on the road Woo! and beat Cal. To go on the road and beat Cal. I they've won six in a row against Cal. Cal can't score. Now Justin Wilcox, he can play some defense. So would not shock me if Cal wins this game. But I don't know, man. I think Arizona has the offense enough to get it done. So give me Arizona to upset Cal this week. And I am Plus 134 on the money line there. So it's good value, I think, for thought about taking Arizona and the points at three and a half, but I'm just going to bet the money line and maybe hope that they ride that seven-game win streak or make it seven on their win streak. So Arizona over Cal. Timmy, what do you got for upsets? You know who I'm taking. My upset special money line pick of the week. You got the Hokies and the Mountaineers on Thursday night in lane stadium it's going to be a raucous environment i I think virginia tech's defense is firing on all cylinders and yeah their offense is pretty bad but i like them to run the ball effectively and play extremely good defense and they come out on top Mm. virginia tech plus 113 on the money line over west virginia 
I don't know if uh, West Virginia plays like they played against Pittsburgh. I don't necessarily love it, but uh, if they look like they did against Kansas, then <laughs> I don't know, man. I If we were to do a stock watch on Virginia Tech, I would sell my stock, but that's just me. Uh, Eric, round us out on upsets. For upsets, I was really, really tempted uh, because I think there's great value uh, at plus 229 for James Madison to get a win over App State. Uh, App State has not played a normal football game yet this year. And at some point, you have to start to feel like maybe the magic's going to wear off. You know, James Madison, first year of FBS, they've kind of rolled over everyone they played so far. So the 229 is tempting, but instead, I'm just going to go over to a game I think is more likely to to win and that is Baylor over Iowa State. It's uh I think I got it at plus one thirteen. So not great value, but not bad. But uh I think Baylor's the better team. Yeah, I would have to agree with that that they're the better team. So plus one thirteen you said? Yeah, that's what I looked at this afternoon. So yeah, Baylor over Iowa State plus one thirteen. I'm on Arizona over Cal plus one thirty four. And Timmy's on Virginia Tech over West Virginia plus one thirteen as well. So interesting. So to recap uh, Timmy, you're on Oregon State plus six and a half, North Carolina plus two, Tennessee minus 11. And then, like we said, Virginia Tech over West Virginia. I am on Liberty minus 28 over Akron, Michigan minus 17 over Maryland, Clemson minus eight over Wake Forest, and Arizona over Cal plus 134. And Eric, you are on Arkansas plus two and a half, Coastal Carolina minus two and a half, Minnesota minus two and a half, and Baylor over Iowa State plus 113. So now that we got all those in the book, let's go down the list here and uh, get into fortune favors the degenerate here. And I'm going to start with a game we touched on earlier, boys. Timmy, I'm coming to you first. Virginia on the road at Syracuse. Syracuse minus 10. What do you got? Uh, Syracuse is going to light them up. Virginia's offense has been atrocious so far this year. They can't figure it out. Their offensive line is terrible. They can't keep Brennan Armstrong clean. And based off of what I've seen each of these teams do so far this year, I think this is an easy cover for Syracuse. I would tend to agree. Eric, are you on the same page as Timmy? Pretty much. I think Syracuse is just better than everyone expected, and I think they're good enough to go out and get a double-digit win. Yeah, I would have to agree there. South Florida losing a close one to the Gators. They are on the road at Louisville. Louisville is a 13-point favorite after that. Eric, what's Louisville, your darlings, going to do? Are they going to cover that 13? My darling. Oh, my God. I picked them to go over six and a half last year, and suddenly they're my darlings. (laughs) Good God. USF is bad. Louisville should win this game by two touchdowns, yes. All right. Okay. I'm not taking that one to Timmy. All right. So the South End Zone game of the week, Timmy. Duke on the road at Kansas. Kansas minus nine. What's about to happen in this game? Kansas lights them up. That's going to be it. Um, Oh, yeah. I don't actually think this is going to be a close game. Um, I think Kansas has been far more impressive this year than Duke has. I mean, yeah, Duke is 3-0, and but Kansas has looked damn impressive doing it, and I can't say that much for Duke. So uh, I think the Blue Devils are in trouble on this one. Mm. Eric, what say you? We know you're a Duke guy. What, what's that, your- no, the same thing. I, they're both 3-0, and but Kansas has played better teams and beat them more convincingly. Kansas minus nine is not a line I ever thought I would take, but I, I think I would take this one. <laughs> oh, man. I probably wouldn't touch the line if I'm being honest. If I was going to make a bet on this game, I would bet the over. It's a 64 and a half. I think both of them probably light up the scoreboard in this game because Kansas doesn't play any defense and neither does Duke. So, you know, I think it could easily be a 35 to 37 type final. So, you know, I wouldn't shock me to see it getting into the 70s. All right. So, Timmy, the hottest seed award in the nation went to Brian Harson. He's sitting on the surface of the sun at the moment. Mizzou, Missouri is coming into Jordan Hare down seven and a half. So is, can Auburn get back right and cover seven and a half this week? You must think I'm dumb. Not, not after what I've seen out of them this year, man. Their offense is pathetic. I, I can't see a scenario where they cover more than a touchdown. I know Mizzou is bad. I think this game is going to be a dumpster fire to watch. I, I probably will avert my eyes from it, but I'll keep my eye on the score and I'll probably see a lot closer game 
if Mizzou doesn't win outright, honestly. Man, if Mizzou does win outright, Eric, is Harson done? Yes. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's- no, I, no I, w- I would take, yeah, I would take Auburn and lay the points with a qualifier. Like if Auburn doesn't win this game by eight points or more, he's, he's cooked. He's done. Yeah. All right, Eric, I'm coming to you on this one. So Texas, with all their injuries and all their problems, they are on the road at Texas Tech this week. Texas Tech coming off that loss to NC State. Texas Tech is at home, plus six. What do you got? I I wouldn't touch that. I would take the over. Mm, Yeah, the total's at 60. Yeah, I think I'd take the over because it sounds like Hudson Card is going to play. Even with him, they still have the receivers. They still have Bijan Robinson. You know, Texas Tech is Texas Tech, right? The strength of their team is going to be offensively, and they're not going to play great defense. They're they've been okay this year, but I I would go over sixty. What about you, Tim? Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with Eric. I would stay away from the line itself, but I, I do think that this has a potential to be a high scoring game for sure. Oh, damn. Eric, your turn. Oregon is on the road this week, coming off that big win over BYU. They are on the road at Wazoo, minus six and a half. So is Oregon going to take care of business? Uh, Wazoo plus six and a half would have been my third pick if one of my other three got taken. Oh, man. I think I think Washington State is maybe you know heading down the highway with the lights off, kind of sneaking sneaking on through. Uh, a little bit unnoticed and i think you know oregon coming off a big win against tough opponent not necessarily looking back but maybe kind of a letdown game i think i think washington state can keep it within within seven Mm. timmy i tend to agree man if you remember i was pretty high on wazoo uh during the season previews and that's right you you were I think I said it in the group chat, but Oregon is just such a hard team to get a read on the last couple of years. And they're like a seesaw, man. Like they just seem like one of those teams to me where they play up to the competition and they play down. And I think this one could be close, man. Plus road bow Knicks. That's that's exactly what I was about to say. Add to the seesaw, a big giant concrete fucking block in home and road Bo Nix. So I'm with you guys. I think this could be a close game. I, I mean, I've got it at like a field goal, like four and a half. But, you know, who knows? Floor, I mean, Oregon does have a pretty good offensive line. We'll see. I think that one's going to be a little closer as well. Uh, Timmy, I'm coming to you here. Boston College at Florida State. Florida State, with all their injuries, they are minus 16 over Boston College. Do they cover that? Give me all of the Florida State on this. Boston College is terrible. Yeah, uh, they Phil, Phil Jakovich might just punch out all of his offensive linemen by the end of this game because every single game he's been getting harassed and just beat up. And you know there was a, a clip of him on the sideline a week or two ago. He was just screaming at those dudes because he was just getting his ass kicked up one side and down the other. And, they're not very good defensively either, and they're in trouble. I would tend to agree. I like Florida State big here. Uh, Eric, are you on the same page? I'm always on the same page with Florida State big. <sighs> yeah, what was I thinking? All right, uh, moving forward here, Kansas State coming off that disappointing loss to Tulane, looking ahead a little bit probably to Oklahoma. Oklahoma's at home minus 13. Eric, where are you at? I, well, first off, I'm at the I'm at the point where you think that Kansas State probably lost this past week because they're completely disregarding Tulane and looking past them, uh, gearing up for Oklahoma. That said, I still would lean Oklahoma minus the points. Yeah, I I, I like Oklahoma pretty big here. I, I don't have any faith in Martinez. I, I just don't think Kansas State can throw the ball, and I think Oklahoma stacks the box and probably beats them down because they're pretty much unbeatable at home. Uh, I think they've lost two games there in the last like seven years. So, uh, Timmy, where are you at on that? No, I agree. This is more or less a, a tune-up game, if you will, for Oklahoma. I don't think they you know, will have much trouble rolling over the speed bump that's Kansas State. Yeah, I would tend to agree. All right, so last couple here that none of us had a play on. Stanford, like we talked about, is on the road at was at Washington. Washington minus 12 and a half. Eric, does uh, Michael Penix light them up? Yes. Yeah. Final answer. This, yeah. I think this is a pretty simple one. And Timmy, I mean, are you on the same page there? You think they go up there and get wrecked by Washington? 
Absolutely. And I'm buying Michael Penix Heisman stock right now because uh, if he continues to do this uh, consistently throughout the whole season, he might be getting a plane ticket to New York. Just look out. Man, man, he's got to be like a fucking super long shot right now. I mean, you could probably get a, if you could even get a bet on Penix right now, it's got to be like plus 14,000. I mean, it's got to be something stupid. Hey, so, now's the time to get in. Yeah, might as well. Uh, last one I'm going to bring to you is uh, a game that I'll probably bet on this weekend because Herm Edwards is no longer their coach. Utah is on the road at Arizona State. Utah minus 14. I personally think Utah just destroys them. Yeah. Yeah, I would take Utah minus 14, even if Herm was still there. But you you get, you know, because I don't think Arizona, I don't think Arizona State's very good. Um, but now you get the extra added turmoil of, Hey, we fired the coach, got an interim, whatever. And you got maybe the best, the best team in the pac 12 coming into town. It's you're probably looking at three scores. Yeah. I think Utah, I think Utah's pissed off. They feel like "Ah, we should have beat Florida. Damn it. And now we're about to just wreck everybody else on our schedule. Timmy, are you on board with that? Uh, so they might call Herm Edwards after this game and fire him again. They're going to get that bad. <laughs> so no shot. <laughs> That's good stuff there. All right. Last one. Uh, Eric, the total in this game is 35 and a half. And personally, I think that's a little high. Brian Ferentz's music. Yeah, there it is. I was, I was going to ask you guys about this one. Can we just make a, a a betting rule that Vegas is never allowed to give Iowa any more than three points because it's just not physically possible? Hey, man, they scored 27 this past weekend. It took them eight hours to do it. <laughs> yeah, actually, legitimately eight hours. So, um uh, it's Iowa, so I would take the under because I don't think Rutgers is any good, and they're not going. They might not score at all. Yeah, thirty-five and a half seems absurdly low, but then you look at it, and you think about Iowa, and you think about Rutgers, and you're like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. And I think I would lean under. It does. I mean, if you look at the last two times these teams have played each other, twenty sixteen and twenty nineteen, the scores were fourteen to seven and thirty to nothing. So. I don't have any reason to think it's going to be any different. Now the line itself is seven and a half. I I wouldn't touch it. I just would not touch it. Awfully bold to think I was going to score more than seven and a half points. I agree. So I'm. I'll just take the under because I mean Rutgers is three and zero, oh, but I mean they uh, hadn't played anybody. Yeah, they ain't played a soul. I yeah. smell more Bob Stoops cameos on the horizon <laughs> after this game. <laughs> oh man well with that then you guys can find us on twitter at south end zone pod we'd like to thank our corporate sponsors DraftKings sportsbook and raycon global and uh you can follow me at jason bailey 47 you can follow timmy at se underscore timmy poe and you can follow eric at eric mulher and we will be back with you next week for week five see you then thank you very much have a great day